0: Welcome to episode 39B of The Tax Professionals Podcast. This episode is to help you pass the Ethics CBE for ATT and CTA with Alicia Boothman, this episode's guest. Welcome to The Tax Professionals Podcast, the podcast dedicated to helping you improve your tax career. Here's your host, Jack Bonehill. This is a supplementary episode to episode 39, which is about how to pass the ATT and CTA CBEs, so before listening to this, I highly recommend listening to that episode. This episode is just a few specifics in relation to the ethics CBE, whereas episode 39 covers the key information you need to know about the CBEs and how to study for them to ensure you pass. You can access this episode in your podcast player of choice or by heading on over to the forward slash ttpp39. You can also download a supplementary tip sheet for passing the CBEs by heading on over to thetaxprofessionalspodcast.com forward slash CBE tips. There is also an episode on the Law CBE, episode 39A, and one we'll be following on the Accounting CBE. To make sure you don't miss this episode, you can sign up to email notifications at thetaxprofessionalspodcast forward slash subscribe. There's also plenty of previous episodes on the podcast to help you with studying the ATT and CTA exams, but that's not all that's covered. There's interviews with successful tax professionals to hear the secrets to their success, and episodes covering how to improve and important skills for working in tax. Head on over to thetaxprofessionalspodcast.com or search for The Tax Professionals Podcast in your podcast player of choice to listen. When I graduated, my first job choice was to be an actuary, with working in tax as a close second. And even though I've enjoyed all my tax roles, it wasn't until I became CTA qualified that I decided tax was where I wanted to stay. With tax, there's so many different roles and places to work. They all provide something a bit different. And while that's great, it's meant i spent a lot of time thinking about what areas of tax I want to work in and where I want to take my career long term. I've been caught up in my own thoughts. I've had doubts. I've been unsure. What's been most useful for me is talking to others, saying what I'm thinking having someone listen and hearing their advice. The Tax Recruitment Company understands this and can help you with a free career coaching chat with them. They have over 60 years experience in the sector. They can help you explore the options. They can help you decide what's best for you. And they can help you to create a plan to transform your tax career, making you feel more content and happier in your life. You can book a free, no-obligation call with them by heading on over to thetaxprofessionalspodcast.com forward slash chat. That's the tax podcast.com forward slash free career chat. Thanks to the Tax Recruitment Company for sponsoring the podcast, which is helping me to continue creating episodes. Without further ado, let's get to it. So as with the law one then, um, could you just tell us a little bit about how you have personally found the, the ethics CV?
1: I, I think I was more relaxed and enjoyed ethics more because I got law out of the way. I think I realized okay I can do this. <laughs> 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 I was able to enjoy it a little bit more and, and not put as much pressure on myself um with it. And yeah, I I found I found it interesting just because although there are bits of um the law one that we can apply or I could apply to my job, I could apply a lot more in this one, like so when it the areas around um tax advice or you know um just client handling and things like that. Um, although I work with partners, it's kind of similar in terms of client-based. But, yeah, I found it interesting.
0: Yeah, and by the sounds of it, more practical than yeah. day-to-day. Yeah. Yeah. And compared to the law one then, where there was a lot of facts to remember, did you feel like this was less fact-intensive than to law?
1: Yeah, it was, it was less um, fact-intensive, but there are still, yeah, there was still quite a lot of facts yeah. to
0: <laughs> there is yeah I mean we joked didn't we beforehand about like it should be quite easy to do this exam if, as long as you got some morals because <laughs> that's yeah. essentially what it's about isn't it really it's how good your moral compass but saying yeah. that there's plenty of chapters where that logic does not apply at all yeah. so I, I remember what, what anti-money laundering I think you, you told me is, is in is in this as well and that is not at all an intuitive or no right. <laughs> it's not, is it? It's completely not. <laughs> and there's definitely some other chapters in there as well. And so, whilst it, it probably is overall easier than the law exam, I say that with caution because there's still plenty of chapters that aren't easy.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm um, similar with, I think it was anti money laundering or one of the chapters where, you know, I was reading along and I was like, okay, in my first instance, would I go to this person or would, or would I go to the exam board? oh, it says to go straight to the example. It says to. It's like, oh, okay, well, well wow, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's some really weird stuff in there, actually, isn't there? Like you think, am I ever going to actually use that? Like they've thought of a lot of different scenarios, haven't they, that you could almost face as a tax advisor. And yeah. there's not many of them that's probably ever going to crop up in, in your life. <laughs> but they've covered all bases. Just in case, yeah. So um, as a general overview then, what is covered by the ethics CBE?
1: um so there's a lot behind the um the actual professional rules so that's to do with um client service um the complaints procedure um how you charge your services even down to um advertising and you know and promotion and publicity kind of things. um and then they have um the anti, anti-money laundering section as well, like we spoke about. Um, and they have professional conduct section, which is broken down. It, it gives you like different help sheets that you can use, which um, help you to deal with um, if you're dealing with errors, um, um, if HMRC are requesting information from you, tax advice. Yeah, there's, there's a lot in there as well.
0: <laughs> if I remember, isn't there also some stuff about what you need to do if you like set up by yourself? in terms yeah. of like having insurances and yeah. making sure that you're doing things. In like, it's almost as if like the whole thing is about making sure you are acting in a professional way at all times and upholding yeah. the standards almost of the ATT and the COT, isn't it? So that you don't yeah. really, I suppose, do anything that puts them into disrepute or something along those lines.
1: Exactly that, yeah.
0: And obviously most people, you, you'll you'll pick up a lot of these things anyway, I think, just from work. But I think you mentioned about like, um marketing for example so it's spurred a memory for me now actually don't they talk about like what you're allowed to do and what you aren't allowed to do under like marketing to make sure that you're within like certain rules that exist around marketing
1: yeah like you should you shouldn't talk about other people's services or like put them down or anything like that which should be a given but obviously they've had to put that in there for a reason
0: yeah so if you work for kpmg don't slate pwc yeah basically (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah it sounds obvious doesn't it but uh i think there are actually laws around that aren't there about not being able to just i suppose take a really underhand approach to marketing
1: you see, yeah so i think there is i think you can't name people because i feel like i've seen an advert recently i think it has to do with, i don't know if it was huggies or pampers and it says something like better than the other other big brand or something yeah
0: you might as well name them at that point (laughs) being all cryptic about it and then as well actually there are there are some other things I think that kind of crop up day to day as well so you reminded me as well actually by saying some of those things like I think engagement letters are in there aren't they for example like what you should include in an engagement letter to make sure that it includes everything to protect you and also your clients at the same time
1: yeah it, it literally lists out the, the i think it has a section on the terms and conditions and it will it'll will say what bits you need to include if you if you have if you're working with like contractors as well or yeah it's quite in depth yeah
0: yeah I suppose maybe when you when you're more junior at least and when you've just started off working in tax, you might not get to see those things as much, but when you yeah. start seeing like engagement letters and that it kind of adds a bit of color i think and context around it. Because you might just see the engagement letter as a legal document, and I suppose that's what it is. But you can make it like as useful as possible for you and your clients at the same time. And I think you just touch upon that a bit, doesn't it, in that? Yeah. Just a reminder that you can book a free career coaching chat with the Tax Recruitment Company by heading on over to com forward slash free career chat. The Tax Recruitment Company can help you decide what's best for you and your career um so what topics do you think are like the most important do you think at work or the other the, the things that you took away that you thought were the most important uh
1: the ones that i come across a lot like you said are are we regularly have to do like money laundering training and things like gdpr obviously is now in this in the syllabus now as well which comes up a lot around data protection which everybody has to basically follow so yeah uh, those are some of the big ones. Um, And then just um, I guess just around they have sections basically on whether you work in in industry or whether you work um, in like a, a private practice and things like that. So I found that quite interesting because there are different rules or there are different ways of reporting things depending on what industry you working or how how you work kind of things and it and it, it draws on whether you so if you're working say banking you you also have another um, reporting authority to report to as well so yeah there's there's loads of aspects to it but those are the ones i found interesting and that kind of apply depending on you know what what kind of work you do because where i work in i work for a law, law firm so i have you know different different bodies that you're you need to report to or that you have to up, uphold to kind of thing
0: yeah yeah and I, I remember actually up until I did the this CBE I, I didn't even know what CPD was like those those three letters meant absolutely nothing to me until I until I did this uh, continued professional development so you know yeah. there are there are things in there that you hundred percent do need to know about you know so it's not all just a bit of a like I dare say a Mickey Mouse exam in that, you know, some of the stuff is to do with morals and stuff. There's plenty of stuff that you definitely need to know about for your job and for your future career. And there are definitely hard chapters as well. So GDPR actually wasn't in there when I did it because that's a, did that come out around 2018 or something? Did it? So yeah, Mm -hmm. I think it was not long after after I did mine. So those type of topics are almost back to like the law, CV in a way, They're, they're comparable because they are again, talking about the law around those specific things yeah um so specifically in relation to the ethics CBE what advice would you give to someone who's looking to pass it
1: um so kind of drawing on what you said in law in terms of recall I would try to do as many questions as possible again and but also I found that ethics was a bit easier for me to tie it in with my everyday work kind of thing um or just in terms of even when we're saying about moral compass I found it easy to apply to everyday situations so if there are things that come up in there I would try to apply them as much as you can and I feel like that would help in terms of recall recall
0: yeah I think definitely with this one there's more opportunity to link it back to work uh compared to law. So um whereas with the law, we're we're talking about it where there's like dependent on your specialism, it's going to depend which chapters are going to be relevant to your job. Whereas yeah. when it comes to the ethics, I almost feel like every part of it is relevant to your job. Yeah. Although obviously they do come up with some weird scenarios and give you what and tell you what you should do in that case. And some of them are really unlikely to come up. But in this yeah. case it could come up. Whereas like dealing with trusts is just never going to come up for me as an employment tax advisor. We would have separate people that deal with that. So, yeah, I think you're right. Link this one particularly, you can link it back to work and you can even try and draw comparisons between what you see at work and what the um, the law, uh, the ethics CBE says, because I'm pretty sure there's a few times where I've seen things in practice that are different to what the CBE advocates
1: yeah. I think yeah. I
0: mean have you come across that a bit as well?
1: Yeah, I have too,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure that comes up for people as well. It's almost nice to know what position they say you should take from the CIOT and the ATT. And uh, I suppose if you can spot anything where you think, oh, that hasn't happened in practice or oh I saw something the opposite happen yeah, at work, then it's probably going to help you remember that point more as well, isn't it? That's true, yeah. Good. Any final thoughts, Leisha, to add before we uh, call it a day on this one?
1: Um, just good luck to anyone who's planning on sitting it. Um, and yeah, maybe try not to do it in as touch such a tight <laughs> <laughs> tight deadline that I did it. Um, and just try to en- try to enjoy it. I guess what what parts of it that you can enjoy um, because some of it, like you said is applicable to our working life so yeah and try to retain those bits
0: i hope you found the tips given in this episode useful you can download the supplementary tip sheet for passing the cbes by heading on over to the tax professionals podcast.com forward slash tips. if you haven't already go and take a listen to episode 39 which is all about how to pass the cbes with study tips and advice make sure you don't miss on the accounting cbe episode which will follow this one by signing up for email notifications at thetaxprofessionalspodcast.com forward slash subscribe There's plenty of previous episodes on the podcast to help you with passing the ATT and CTA exams Links to popular ones will be in the show notes for this episode but that's not all that's covered There's interviews with successful tax professionals to hear the secrets to their success and episodes covering how to improve and important skills for working in tax Head on over to thetaxprofessionalspodcast.com or search for The Tax Professionals Podcast in your podcast player of choice to listen. All of the links and episodes mentioned in this episode can be found in the show notes for this episode at thetaxprofessionalspodcast.com forward slash ttpp39b. But that's it for this episode. I hope you liked the episode and have taken away some useful points to help you to progress, develop and improve your tax career. Until next time.